Hello everyone and welcome to the next episode of Interlinked, a global affairs podcast series that aims to help our audience get a basic understanding of the world affairs. Today we have with us Mr. Ramesh Prasad Kharel. Mr. Kharel is a policeman from Nepal known for his integrity and fight against corruption within the Nepali police force. He has served as the senior superintendent of police in Pokhara, Kathmandu and Birganj. He became one of the few police officers in Nepal to take on political criminality. Thank you so much for being with us, sir. The topic for today is the Indo-Nepal relations, specifically in regards to the, the Lipu Lake dispute. My first question to you, sir, is that for a long time, India was termed as Nepal's big brother and the relations between both the countries were peaceful. When do you think the situations began to dwindle? Uh, thank you, Bansika. Uh, first of all, I would like to thank you very much for having me in this program. Uh, before answering your queries, uh, let me share you with, uh, with you some historical background of our relationship, the relationship between India and Nepal. The relation between India and Nepal is rooted in deep historic and civilization connect. The two have been naturalized with their harmonious equation dating back to the earliest record of history. We go beyond the official machinery in New Delhi and Kathmandu. The strong people-to-people -people connect has enabled deep, uninterrupted exchanges across a long and open border. Since time immemorial, this flow of people, which is not restricted at all, has led to networks of kinship. That is, kinship is Roti Bitika Sawal. It has created religious, linguistic, and agricultural bonds, enabling the flow of information, ideas, and generated interdependence in between India and Nepal. Right. As regards to the term Big Brother, I'm totally confused who term India as our Big Brother. They may be behaving like one, but Nepal is much older than the present day India. And our relations are and should be based on the principles of sovereign equality, mutual respect, understanding and cooperation, and of course, good neighborliness. However, due to the self-interest of our greedy politicians and bureaucrats, especially during the final days of Rana regime and even the early days of democracy that after 2007 become Sambat and also during the Panchayat era and after 2047 become Sambat when the multi-party democracy was introduced in Nepal and even after abolition of constitutional monarchy till to date till today that means we are in we are the republic now but our regime do not do that officially although had that feeling in mind and action as well 
one of the heart indian one of the uh, one on the other hand on the other hand the indian leaders and bureaucrats and the bureaucracy of course were more experienced clean patriotic and had greater expertise in state affairs and greater influences and say in nepal's internal affairs but nepali regime since last 7 8 decades invited invited india to interfere in our domestic affairs for the sake of their personal interest like you know uh, like power and pelf i do not completely blame indian authorities for this sorry state we are to be blamed not india we nepalese the authorities of nepali nepal is to be blamed this is my personal opinion but for today's conscious prudent and patriotic citizens of nepal like you and me and of course some few politicians and bureaucrats bureaucrats had changed their attitude and are advocating for the interest of nepal and the nepali people which is the brighter side on our side also in my perspective our friendly and unique relationship started dwindle after the economic blockade by the government of india in 2015 become somewhat no 2015 it was immediately after devastating earthquake which killed thousands of people and destroy our livelihood and also invited our another neighbor china to play and use our ground for their interest and by this blockade you know this eco this economic blockade uh, uh, done by india in, in there was a anti indian feeling among nepalese people and another issue was of course kala pani which is a disputed territory where the government of india unilaterally built constructed roads and infrastructure which was strongly protested by the government of nepal furthermore nepal unveiled a new political administrative map Uh, including kalapani and kalip kalapani territory and the both sides are claiming kalapani their territory and which remain the bone of contention until it is so, uh, contention until it is sorted out amicably through diplomatic skills um my i just wanted to talk more about the kalapani dispute that you mentioned about um nepal's response to any sort of dispute with india has been very weak uh, because of india's uh, strong soft power influences relatively nepal's response to the kalapani dispute was quite strong what led to the increase in nepal's bargaining power but uh, bansika let me explain about the soft power you know as you are aware the soft power is the persuasive power deriving from attraction or emulation 
and grounded on intangible resources such as culture. And soft power is also the ability to obtain preferred outcomes by attraction rather than coercion or payment. And uh, whenever Nepal's leaders make decisions independently and collectively in the country's best national interest, Nepal's position has always been strong, especially during this Limpia Dura episode, Limpia Dura Karapani Lipulek episode is one such example. And another example I would like to share with you, the, uh, the unveiling new constitution of Nepal is another most recent major example. Our political will, political strength, people's strength and pressure to politicians and bureaucrats. And of course, diplomatic excellence are key to such major decisions and their implementation. Say it is high quality and high moral human resources that matters in politics, bureaucracy, civil society, press, people and so and so forth. The fact of the matter is that we have just made a unilateral decision on the major issues. It is aid to be implemented. The big challenge is how to implement. Our bargaining power on this and other issues depends primarily on the impeccability of evidence their, their articulation and the power of persuasion for a mutually agreeable outcome, we are yet to see that coming. And as regards to, I'll even explain you about the soft power, and the, the Indian government, you know, they, they have used their soft power and uh, there are some uh, agreements between India and Nepal, that is a Gandak barrage, there is a Koshi barrage, even the Tanakpur barrage. These are the examples of the Indian soft power in Nepal. Now, it's my personal opinion. The only Prime Minister of Nepal's nationalist position seemed to be directed at his domestic audience as he used the issue to deflect criticism from his government's handling of the COVID-19 COVID pandemic, as well as to consolidate his beleaguered position within his own party. You are aware there is an intra-party dispute in the, in the Nepal Communist Party also. He completely failed in the issues of good governance, which he promised before election. He lost trust and credibility which he had gained during economic blockade in 2015. Um, right. Uh, thank you for pointing and, out. And let me, let me, let me add, Bansika, let me also. And the heart of the dispute lies in differing cartographic interpretation about the headwaters of the Mahakali River. Nepal say 
and Nepal argue Limpia Dura is the location of the headwaters. Meanwhile, India argues smaller stream flowing down from Lipu Lake as the reverse headwater. As per international convention, and we must be clear about this international convention, the tributary with the largest water volume or with the longest course carries the name of the main river. This would make Limpia Dura the source of the Kali and which indeed increase our bargaining power. I wanted to ask you about this, uh, you know, more about the Kalapani issue itself of how the Sugoli Treaty was the last officially signed document. India has been in possession of the land for decades now. Uh, after 200 years, why did this dispute suddenly arise, especially in these difficult times, in, in the times of COVID, when uh, things are so uh, difficult already? Why do you think that the dispute suddenly arose? Okay, this is a very good question, uh, Bansika. And uh, the territorial boundary of modern Nepal was defined by the Sugoli Treaty, as we are all aware, which was signed with the British East India Company in 1815. It said that it said that the course of the Kali River, called the Mahakali downstream, marked Nepal's western boundary, which is the subject of the current rule. But there was no map attached to it. I must be very frank to you. There was no map attached to it. And if there was one, it has not been found. The Mahakali has two tributaries. One starting at Lipu Lake and the other at Limpiatura. The treaty did not specify which of these two tributaries would be considered the Kali for the purpose of delineating the boundary. India says the Kali starts at Lipu Lake and Nepal says Limpia Dura is the reverse course. As I already mentioned about the 